Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name's Jim. My first memory of the telephone was in our basement in that house I grew up in, up there on the hill in a little town, north central Colorado, in the middle of the Rocky Mountains, 8,000 feet above sea level. It was a black rotary dial, and it sat on the cabinet by the door, between the door and the water heater. You open the door and you walk up three or four stairs and push you into the garage. My mom liked to talk on the phone to her mom, to her friends around town, to her sisters. She stand there, kind of lean against that cabinet, talk on the phone. The one thing I do remember about that phone and where it was placed is one Christmas morning my mom was standing there talking to somebody. I think it was my Uncle Victor Christmas morning. And I had gotten this cannon that shot these big rubber darts. It wasn't just little rubber darts. It was big and they're fat rubber darts. And I was on the other end of the basement in the living room. And I aimed it at her and I shot it. And I hit her right between the eyes. Knocked her glasses off. She dropped the phone. Screamed. But I lived to shoot another day. That's a fact. The other thing I remember about that telephone is it was on a party line. Do you all remember party lines? Two, three, four different households shared the same line. So when you picked up the phone, you had to kind of listen before you start dialing and see if somebody else was talking on the phone. Well, of course, my brother and I, we'd sit there and we'd listen to people's conversations. Mr. and Mrs. Bab, or our neighbors next door, or the folks just down the street a bit, or somebody was always talking on that phone. And we'd listen and we'd cover the mouthpiece and we'd laugh. Thought that was great fun till we got busted. Busted bad. I think we had to go apologize to whoever we were listening to. Never do that thing again, or maybe once or twice more. Later, when my parents built the upstairs to that house, there's a wall phone in the kitchen, and there was, I believe, a phone in my parents' bedroom. I think there was another phone later in the living room. But that kitchen phone had a long, long, curly cute cord, and so Mom could walk from the place it was in the kitchen by the stairs going downstairs, and she could walk over into the dining room and kind of yelled us kids, What are you doing in there? Didn't I tell you to stay outside? All that stuff. I remember our phone number. It was 3441. You didn't have to dial prefix and you didn't have to dial an area code. You just dialed those four numbers. And you could call all over town. Everybody had a different number. Now, the downside to that was if you called any town besides ours, it was long distance. So the town up the road to the west, 10 miles, it was a long distance call. The lake town up 16 miles to our north, long distance call. And those long distance charges really did add up. If you had a girlfriend in a neighboring town, you could have a financial problem. I had a girlfriend in Denver when I became a teenage boy, about 16. And I got busted for calling her all the time. The phone bill was sky high. How am I going to pay for this? I'm already working at my dad's store. 
and every penny I ever make goes to pay my bill for candy and pop and whatever. So I started doing a little thing. I'd go down to Wayne's house. They had a motel and automotive repair garage. And I'd go in their office after hours and I'd make phone calls, charge it to my parents' number. There again, I got busted. My only savior on some of that stuff is I knew some of the girls that worked at the phone company. If I could sweet talk them into it, which could happen once in a while, I might get a free long distance call plus a lecture from whatever girl put me through saying, this is absolutely the last time. I can't keep doing this for you. Okay, thank you. Remember phone booths? I hated those suckers. Where I lived up there in the mountains, in the wintertime, they were colder inside the phone booth than you were out in the elements. So if it was 20 below zero outside, you walk in that phone booth at night and it'd be 30 below zero. Everything just felt like it'd break if you touched it too hard, including your fingers. But there is one kind of phone booth that I remember real well and that I really, really liked. That was these long wooden phone booths where there are four, five, six phone booths all in a row. You'd see them in hotels, maybe bus stations, maybe even a department store. You could sit down and relax, shut the door, and talk on the phone. Later on, I do believe that wall phone in our kitchen became a push-button phone, and we traded in the old rotary phone. So that was kind of nice. We had entered the 20th century, push-button phones. My grandma's phone was a wall phone, and later on in life, it was weird if you went to make a call People talking on the other end that blare in your ear. She had some kind of amplifier on the earpiece that would amplify that because she was becoming hard of hearing. That was wild. I remember thinking that was pretty cool. Good old grandma. Later on, I was married and had children. You started seeing car phones. You could tell the people had a phone because there was a little antenna that was sticking out of their back window. Sometimes it was on the top of the car. And these phones stayed in the car. And they were actually car phones. That's what we called them. Then technology kept advancing. And there were bag phones. And you carried around this bag that your telephone was in. If it rang or if you had to call somebody, you'd open the bag and pull the phone out. Just like the old time receiver. Put it to your ear. And you could talk on the phone. Then the bag phone was replaced by these phones that were great big. Great big, maybe half the size of a shoebox. I made fun of this technology in one of our episodes of Kate's General Store called The Mobile Phone, where Homer talking some guy from the city that had one of those. So he decided to actually make a true mobile phone. And he took his phone and he attached about 100 yards worth of wire. Thought he was quite the inventor. By the time my kids got to the age where they could drive, my oldest one turned 16 and starting to drive a car, so we went and we got a cell phone. And it was a pretty big flip phone. It was gray. It was big. I mean, it wouldn't fit in your pocket. But we thought that that was just the coolest thing ever. First time she went out by herself at night driving, she took the phone with her and before you know it, we got a call. 
And I'd always told the kids, if something happened to your car, you just stop. You don't keep driving that car. You, you stop and figure out what's going on with it. Do you have a flat tire? You don't want to drive with a flat tire. Is your engine light on? Is it steaming? You stop right away. So we got a call. She said, something's wrong with my car. Oh, what's wrong? I don't know. Something's wrong with it. And she had stopped like we had always instructed her. So I drove all the roads to where she was. Immediately, I left home and went to help my daughter out. And I found her stopped in the middle of the road. She didn't even pull over to the side of the road. Stand there with her big gray flip phone waiting for me to get there. So maybe I should be a little more specific. When you stop, you pull to the side of the road. You don't just stay in the middle of the road. What about someone comes barreling down the road? Next thing you know, my wife wanted a smaller phone. And I went down to the store and old Johnny sold me an Ariel phone. That was the name of the company. And it was much smaller. It could fit in your pocket. It had an antenna sticking up out of it. But it was a pretty nice phone. Well, that very day that I got the phone, we went and bought some straw, and we were, bought it from this guy that they had just bailed it. So we had to go out into the field to pick it up. We were picking up about six, seven bales, and it was in my wife's pocket. Well, we got the straw, and we went to where we were taking it, and we were unloaded it, and something about the phone came up, and she said, well, where's the phone? And I said, well, you had it in your pocket, and we looked and we looked. So we decided that we must have done something with it back where we picked up the straw. Long story short, we drove back there. We started backtracking on our steps that we took where we picked up the straw, and there was the phone. It had fallen out of her pocket, and as we were driving around picking up bales of straw, I ran over it. First day we had that phone, we ran over it. Thank goodness Johnny honored it and gave us another phone. Thank goodness. That's the one and only time I ever ran over a telephone. My next phone was a Nextel. Remember those? They were radio phones. So you could take a telephone call, or if you're in a situation where other people had Nextels, kind of like a work situation, you could just radio them and go beep beep, and you could talk, just regular old two-way radio, except it had a much larger range than like a walkie-talkie would. They were pretty cool. I carried one of those on a holster on my belt buckle for years. Well, phones started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Pretty soon they were about the size of a tic-tac case. Remember tic-tacs, a little breath mint? That's about how big those phones got, pretty small. And all of a sudden, phones started taking pictures and videos, and the screens got larger and larger. Today, my wife's phone's quite big. Mine's smaller. I insist on having one that will fit in my pocket. I don't want to carry a holster on my belt again. My phone can do amazing things. It can call people. It can receive calls. It can receive voicemails. It can become a video phone. You can text with it. It has a camera. It has a video recorder. It can get the internet. You can get your weather report and your news. You can track your fitness, how many steps you take in a day, and all this other stuff. It is GPS and it'll give you a map. It will do your word processing and spreadsheets. 
You can point it at the sky and it'll tell you what star is what and what constellation is what. You can watch TV on it. You can watch football and baseball and basketball games on it. You can take it and you can cast whatever you're watching on your phone onto your TV and watch it on your TV directly from your phone. You can watch movies. It has a calculator, a calendar, a Bible. You can buy your sports and entertainment tickets and that is your ticket. You just show them your phone. You have a coupon at the grocery store, just show them your phone. You can do all your banking on it. You can go to the library on it. You can read a book on it or you can listen to a book on it. I can control my hearing aids on it right up to the way the microphones are pointed to if it's a windy day or not and everything in between etc 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 these phones are very powerful computers and we really don't have all that expensive of a phone I mean they're not cheap don't get me wrong but we don't go out every time one is released and get the newest greatest technology it's hard enough if you're gonna drop your phone or something remember that old commercial Lady's talking to her friend on the phone, and all of a sudden, the friend goes, What is that terrible noise? And the lady said, Oh, it's just the phone. No big deal. You don't see that commercial anymore, because if you drop your cell phone, you better hope it's on a carpet and not on concrete, even if you have a nice fancy case. I'm anxious to see what phones will do next. It's already a little bit scary, because they do a lot more than we even know. You can ask your phone for information or how to spell a word or even play Jeopardy. Artificial intelligence is not as smart as human beings. I hope it never is. Telephone has come a long, long ways over the years, over the late 1800s when it was first invented. Alexander Graham Bell would have been proud. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links to our Facebook page, to our shop tales at Amazon store, links to where you can hear our podcast, including YouTube, Amazon Music Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. By being kind, you're actually kind to yourself. Thank you for riding along today. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.